Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome into our studio, Jenny Chu alongside Lisa Carlin and Lola Bonta joining us today. Um, so excited to have you guys here. What a match. Okay, I know we're going to get into the highlights, but the fact that Ali won, obviously Megan Rapinoe coming out in the very first few minutes um, with what we suspect is, is a difficult injury kind of changes the game, um, puts in Bethany Balser, um, and she is a big part of that goal that goes in at the very end, and we see the trophy lift here for Gotham, and you see Allie Krieger lifting that first trophy for Gotham FC. This is huge for Gotham. I mean, you think about the underdog story that this team had to undergo. They go from last place just one year ago in the league to securing the final playoff spot in the sixth role in these playoffs. They win their first ever playoff match. They get their first ever playoff shutout. They make it to their first ever NWSL championship, and they win in incredible fashion. I look at this celebration and how happy these players are. They actually made it look Pretty easy, low. Uh, all in all, I'm getting chills, and honestly, <laughs> these are my enemies throughout the year. But I'm getting chills for this story. It's amazing. They need to get. I know the U.S. is getting a documentary soon, but there needs to be something on this. Like, what are they drinking? What's in their water? <laughs> what did they do? Let me know because I'm going to use this for next year. Well, you played against them throughout the season, and you've seen how they've gone from very last in the league last season to where they are now, winning the NWSL Championship. What have you seen from their? transformation. I think the buy-in, and like we were speaking in the beginning of the show, they took their momentum and they all bought in and they wanted to do it for Krieger. You can see mm -hmm. they wanted to do it. She was holding that trophy. Is that her third child? Like that, <laughs> let her take that home. Good. Let her put that in her office. She looks so happy. I mean, this is a culmination of, you know, the moment. When we came into this game, we were thinking Megan Rapinoe against Allie Krieger. And obviously we have to mention that Megan Rapinoe went down early in this game, Lisa. Yeah, it was the opening five minutes of this match and Megan Rapinoe's sustains a non-contact injury when she went down it was chilling I mean even us watching it together we were like oh no what's happening I mean you never want to see a player get injured especially a player in this moment you can see her at the top of your screen she just slips on the turf here at Snapdragon Stadium it ends up being that right ankle lower leg she was seen with ice on the back of her ankle on that Achilles heel at halftime um, unconfirmed right now what that injury is that she sustained but to lose your superstar and the player that you are, are playing the game for essentially at that point a legend and icon of the game in the opening five minutes of a match it changes things and right. It did change a bit for this OL right side. Yes, it was absolutely frantic as soon as she came off. And I think it took them 
a little while to find their way back into the game, and I think Gotham took full advantage of that. 100%. Just really quickly, we want to um, welcome in everyone joining us from CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Welcome into our coverage on the Golasso Network for our extended coverage of the NWSL final. Uh, we're so happy to have you guys here with us as well. Um, but like you mentioned, with Megan Rapinoe out, Gotham taking advantage of that, I thought Midge Purse immediately jumping on what were the vulnerabilities. And she took a one-man's drill all the way down that right side and crosses it in for that goal. She is proving that she needs to be get called back into that national team. Ooh. MVP for sure. She put the team on her back down that line. Like I said, Meg Purse. She was Megging every <laughs> single person. Whipped it in, got both assists. I mean, she's a legend. She had something to prove tonight, and she went out and did that. Gotham executed their game plan really well. That They've been doing really well all season to lead them into this point and into the final. It's spreading out the field and picking up these 1v1 battles all over the pitch. And that is Midge Purse, Meg Purse, I like it. That's her bread and butter, to attack at a defender, attack that front foot, make them shimmy with her moves, and then she's got a really quick, explplosive step that gets her past the defender. We saw her do it two, oh, three, the shimmy. four times. You see the, you see the body fake, and then she keeps going, and it makes defenders look a little silly. I really don't want to be on the other end <laughs> yeah. of that one. <laughs> okay, so one thing that I think really stood out to me, and I know that we're, we're switching gears here, but for O.L. Reign, Emily Sonnet had been incredibly impressive for me. I mean, the fact that she's playing in the six, obviously, we mentioned that she was originally a defender. She made that move, um, and then we saw her make that move for the U.S. Women's National Team during the World Cup as well. But today, there were so many moments where she got her team out of trouble, though. Yes, the way she's able to dribble out of there, like I'm going to steal some of those moves now for <laughs> sure. But she just went with confidence. You found her even in the 18. She was trying to get on the end of crosses. She was sprinting back to defend. She was doing everything she could, and you could see she wanted to win. She played a really big role, Sonnet, in this game because uh, with the ball, when O.L. Reign was in possession, she had to create angles for her center backs against a really tough midfield that Gotham was showing out in that central area. And then without the ball, Emily Sonnet had to help provide for the outside backs of O.L. Reign and make sure that they weren't in isolation against those front runners for Gotham. So the ground that Sonnet covered throughout this match was incredibly impressive and in what she was able to do because she really does play both sides of the ball in that six role. 100%. There is so much more to cover on both sides of this and more players to highlight. Um, but we're going to have a break real quick. When we come back, we're going to cover highlights. We're going to go to Kristen Cooper, who's at a watch party currently, and we'll have stories from on the ground. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Golasso Network. There was plenty of action from Snapdragon Stadium for the NWSL final, where Gotham wins this one 2-1. to one. An incredibly interesting and fun final to watch. It goes all the way into additional time, where there's a red card as well. Should we go... It should Kenny, be good. It was good. It was a yes. good one. Honestly, we got three goals in the first 45 minutes. I wasn't expecting the that. The fact that there was two first half goals yeah. was something that we didn't expect because these are two teams that struggled to score in the first half, low. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit, I did not think there was going to be a goal <laughs> in the first half. I thought they were all going to come in the second half. But I love that there was a goal in the first half because it made Rain kind of have to change their tactics. You know, we were saying they may sit back and counter. Well, they had to be on their front foot and try and get back into it. Yeah, because they were already down goal. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the highlights of all of the action that happened. We're going to go ahead and start with where 
things changed when Megan Rapinoe got injured. And then here's Midge Purse. That was a third player that she took down, by the way. And Lynn Williams putting it in the back of the net. Just a tap in for Lynn Williams, who seems to always be in the right place. But Midge Purse really doing all the work there. And there's some action from the watch parties. You're seeing everyone cheer for the baddies <laughs> I there. I love that. But what a great effort from Midge Purse. I know we talked about her getting that MVP of the match, but that run down the right side absolutely changed the trajectory of the game because she forced them to mark her. She made the first person, then someone tried to slide tackle. She <laughs> beat that person. Then someone tried to stab out with their foot. She beat that person. She beat the goalkeeper, the, first, the person who was at the <laughs> post. And Lynn said, all right, let me take all the glory and finish this and get the first goal. I think Midge put the team on her back for sure. She did. It's, it's definitely the run down the flank for Purse that obviously executes this play in, in getting the assist. But I like to watch the 18 because as – Purse is making this dynamic run and juking out defender after defender. There are three Gotham runners streaking into the box there and they're staggering their runs. And that's what makes this so effective. And Lynn Williams ultimately seems wide open at the penalty spot when this cutback ball comes from Purse. However, it's Williams's work up until that point that gets her open because she's staggering her run. She does a really good job to slow down and then accelerate and slow down again, which loses her defender and creates this wide open space that it makes it such an easy tap-in for Williams. What a great eye to keep your eye on that, Lisa. That's why you're the expert here. Um, <laughs> let's move on to O.L. Reign because O.L. Reign knew that they had to be on their front foot after they conceded an early goal, and they needed to get in the back of the net. And who else? but Rose Lavelle. It took just five minutes later. It got them. They play an incredibly high line, and it was Balser who had the heads-up awareness to slot this through ball to Rose Lavelle. She stayed on side and makes it look so easy just passing this into the back of the net. However, it's Balser, ultimately, at the very start of this play because O.L. Reign has their backs against Gotham's back line, and Balser checks into that midfield space, which just creates a little bit of separation. She receives the ball and it's only a really quick touch but that quick touch allows Lavelle to make the horizontal run across Gotham's back line and then it's the slip pass through and and then it's easy at that point for Lavelle. 100% because Balser takes her touch backwards the back line is still looking they're not looking what's about to go behind them or side them so as soon as she does that and then she said psych and slipped it right behind them and what a finish by Rose I think I mean I know she's had injuries a lot of this game but she was in peak form mm -hmm. this game and when Gotham plays such a high line the only way really to beat that is a quick passes a quick transition or on the dribble and O.L. Reign started to figure that out about 30 minutes into this match and they were getting in behind a lot and Bethany Balser came in as a substitute for Megan Rapinoe and then has that assist for that goal. Lo, let's go ahead and go to Esther Gonzalez, who comes off the World Cup win to score this game-winning goal. Super casual, right? <laughs> I mean, one of the smaller ladies in the box, and she wins that. I said this to you guys earlier. My goal is to get a header goal. That was so good technical ability. I mean, I think she was jumping backwards, but they always say when the cross comes in, send it back where it came from and to get up over that ball and send it. That's why she has a World Cup and now an NWSL Cup. Yes, she does. But to generate that much power from that tiny body was just incredible to watch. I, 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 I say that as a tiny person as well. <laughs> she does a good job just redirecting the ball, sending it back towards that near post, exactly where it comes from, um, and losing her defender, shaking them off a little bit. And as this corner kick was unfolding, we're sitting up there watching the game together, and you're like, Gotham is not that great at corner kicks. 
Absolutely not. And again, I will be the first one to admit, everything I said, it's gone almost the other way today. And <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's how it happens first. here. That's and I'm probably not going to get invited back, but it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> you know what I will say? We gave, we gave Midge that MVP because she had the assist on the first goal. She had the corner yes. kick for this one, assist on the second goal as well. Um, there was a red card though, Lisa. A lot yeah. was happening at the very end of the game when you guys were watching this. Yeah, stoppage time added on at the end of this one, uh, just over five minutes. And O.L. Reign decides to, I mean, they need a goal at this point. So it is all players forward. Can they get into the box and get shots on frame? It ends up being a bit of a redirection play, ultimately, that sends this ball forward. You see McLernan here send it forward. Elise Bennett charging down over Mandy Hot, tiptoeing the edge of the 18-yard box. This call goes to VAR. VAR. They take a look to see if Hot's hands are over the line. Right there, yes. Handball, not only on Hot, but it ultimately becomes a dog so denying of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. Hot gets the red card. At this point, Gotham doesn't have any substitute windows left, so who other than Neely Martin, midfielder, to put on the goalie shirt and the gloves? Rose Lavelle can't find the target on this one. She just sends her ball in to the wall. But, I mean, Neely Martin, this is the second time she has put on the goalie gloves and slotted between the sticks for this Gotham side. And the second time she's done it in San Diego. I mean, that's pretty gutsy. I like that. You know what? I will say Mandy Hot um, coming out and doing that kind of saved the game for them. Obviously, she gets that red card, but she saved that goal-scoring opportunity in the very dying minutes of the game and saves them from tying that match. Don't you think so? Absolutely. And what I love, too, is she knew she got that red card and she had to go off, but she was organizing the whole team. She was setting the wall. She was saying what they need to do. She, I don't know. This is amazing. I know on this side, you guys usually call it NWSL after dark or the drama. I've never <laughs> been on this side and not realized this is what it's like. This is the but chaos. this is what we needed, and it is chaotic. And I was getting nervous. I said, I have no involvement in this game, but I was getting nervous. And she shuts it down. And honestly, though, Tell me another keeper that, how many keepers have won a cup? I know. Because tonight, two keepers had, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I like that. that. You got all the little puns and, <laughs> and little additions here. Well, we told you we would bring it to you here at the Golazo Network. We have Leon Sanderson speaking to Megan Rapino. I'm joined here with the legend that is Megan Rapino. Rapino, try and sum up what tonight meant to you. Not the way you would have wanted it to end. Many different ways. I appreciate you talking to me. Just try and sum it up for all those fans out there that love you. Oof, yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, definitely not how I envisioned this last one going. Um, pretty sure I tore my Achilles. Um, yeah, I mean, so proud of the group. Obviously, they put everything out there. Um, so deserving to Gotham. They've had such a great year. Um, just thank you to everyone who's been on the journey for all this time. Um, it's been amazing. Um, you know, I couldn't, maybe besides this, I couldn't have written it any different. Um, yeah, just super proud of my whole career and uh, really thankful for all that it's given me and uh, for how long I've been able to play. So even though it was uh, a tough night, it was still um, amazing and so thankful to be here. And again, so proud of our group and congrats to Gotham. Thanks, Pino. It was great. Yeah. Very powerful to hear from Megan Rapinoe after such a difficult loss, not only because her team didn't win the championship, but because she goes out with an injury saying there that she's pretty sure she tore her Achilles. We kind of saw her mouth that during the match, just absolutely tragic way to end there. I think what got me just now is she looked directly into the camera yeah. and said, 
Thank you. And you know so many people took that personally because for what she's done for the league, I'm grateful for what she's done for our league, for the sport in general. And that she looked directly into you just now and let you know that. It's a lot of emotions, uh, obviously, and you have to also think of how close her and Allie Krieger are as friends, and she's still happy for her friend. Incredibly sad that this is how her career ends and that her team can't pull it off, but I think the injury, that is really tough. That gets me. It does. It hurts. Was there any moment that once Megan Rapinoe went out, it was like, okay, this is Allie's moment? I mean, they said it right. The interviews in the beginning, we're doing this for Pino. We're doing this for Krieger. And you take Pino out. It's like, all right, maybe if she's out now, you want to really do it for her. But because she wasn't fighting there herself, I mean, I think they just lost it a little. Incredibly powerful from the legend of the game, Megan Rapinoe. Now we welcome in another member of our team on attacking third. Christine Cupo is standing by at Patty's Bar at one of the parties <laughs> that Gotham had going on during this. How's that watch party going, Christine? Well, Jenny, it was to capacity, beyond capacity. And then I heard that there were three other bars that ended up being these accidental overflow bars for people that couldn't actually get into this watch party. So it's been wild. The energy has been off the chains. And as an aside, I think Gotham, quite frankly, owe me a fat stack of lives after that last 30 seconds. I mean, it was very stressful, Christine. But I want to go back to the first half, the opening goal where Midge Meg Purse, she just dominates down the right flank. And Lynn Williams gets the opening goal. Did your ears ring in the bar? How how loud was that place? Okay, so when I tell you, Lisa, I knew that goal was coming from Lynn. I actually got ready to record before that was even in play, before the ball hit Midge's boot. And I said, Lynn's got this. And I just started recording. So I actually got great video of the work up to that. And then Lynn scoring and just like this entire bar erupted. I love Lynn Williams. She's absolutely magic. So really, really glad that she got the first one, but she got the momentum going for this match. And this whole place was rocking. 100%. Christine, great to hear that from you. Um, I know you had a lot of fun there. Was there anything that stood out to you besides the celebrations during those those goals? Uh, yes, I, I think that the, a lot of the lulls of silence as players sort of were questionably downed, um, especially after Rapino going down within the first two minutes of this match. People were very leery. Um, we started joking around a bit that maybe Snapdragon's a little bit cursed. They need to maybe burn it, re-erect it, get it blessed. I don't know. Something's wonky there. But um, other than that, I think that some of the uh, off-field antics kind of bled in. So we got some very, very funny snarky chants going um, that I won't repeat because I like my job. But um, they were all in favor of Allie Krieger. Let's put it that way. One more question for you. I heard, Lola Bonta here, I heard that you want to have a little dance-off Oh, low. low. Um, 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 Listen, I have one leg. I have one leg, but I'm always ready to go, okay? Like, I could do a little shuffle two-step right now. But, yeah, I'm ready for you. I think they've strategically planned it so that you and I are never in the same place, but we'll make sure that the stars align next time. Christine, I did not see that one coming. I did not, like, on my (laughs) list of things that were going to happen today. (laughs) I didn't know that on live TV Christine was going to try to twerk. but you know what? You get Listen, everything here on the Golasso Network, so uh, make sure you, you know that. Christine, thank you so much for joining us. I, I appreciate the energy you bring to the table. <laughs>
Love you guys in the studio. You guys crushed it today. Same to you. Same to you. All right. We have a break coming, but we have so much more to cover. As you see here, we got everything. We got goals, highlights, interviews, and a little bit of twerking. So stay with us. <laughs> Welcome back to the Golasso Network. We have extended coverage of the NWSL final for you here. Uh, we now welcome in CBS rules expert Christina Uncle to talk us through that red card at the very end of the game. Christina, welcome. Hey, thanks for all having me. I, I know it's really loud here. It's exciting, but thanks for having me. <laughs> no, I, I know that you're at Snapdragon Stadium. We see all the crowd behind you, but we appreciate you taking the time. You got to walk me through that dog so there and how you feel about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It, it hasn't died down, that's for it. The excitement at the end of the game, the excitement that's going on now. Christino, at the very end of this game, in the stoppage time, there was a handball by goalkeeper of Gotham, Mandy Hot, that goes to VAR. It turns out it is outside the box, a handball, a dog. So what did you see as this play unfolded? Yeah, I was watching it, obviously, live. And the biggest question was there, effectively, did she touch it out? And if she had touched it out, it met all four considerations of what we call tonight an obvious goal scoring opportunity, meaning distance direction, likelihood of regaining the ball, and preventing the attacker from being able to play it. As soon as I saw the VAR review, I knew it was going to be sent down for essentially a red card, which it was by the VAR, Kevin Broadley. Referee Katja Korleva, two-time NWSL final champions referee, properly issues that red card. Now, my biggest question, and I still need to see it in a snapshot, is was the attacker in an offside position at the start of that. I haven't taken a look at that yet, so if you guys can take a look at that for me, that would probably be the biggest talking point for that, but it is a dog-so red card and proper decision with the last couple of seconds in this game. Um, Christina, we saw that, that decision being made, but one of the questions that we had that we weren't too sure about was, can you then sub the goalkeeper um, at that point because it is a stopped play? Or, at that, you know, we saw that a different player was, was put into the goal that was not the substitute goalkeeper. At that point, yeah, can you not so, make a sub? Well, the biggest concern, and that was what everyone was kind of trying to wonder and the confusion came to, is Gotham had already used all of its substitutions up. So because the red card's issued to the goalkeeper specifically, the goalkeeper has to remove. At that point, since all substitutions are already used up, they have to use the field player. You can see Gotham's bench was confused with that. Beto's thought she was coming in. But essentially, they had to use the field player for that because they ran out of their substitutions. Christina, you mentioned it, the question of if Elise Bennett was offside or not on that play, if the attacker is offside, how does that change the call? That would change the call that you would effectively, the VAR would have recommended it down, but said the red card would have been overturned due to an offside decision. And so here, what effectively we need to know is the snapshot, whether or not she was offside at that point. It would not have been a red card then. It would have been an offside decision going in favor of Gotham there. So what we need is the essential kick point at that point was such where she was at, not where she had received the ball. And that's where I need to see that still shot right when that ball was last played by the second uh, attacker prior to going to um, the attacker here in the center today. Our, our great production team is playing it for us here in the studio. And it looks like Bennett was onside in, in that play. It did oh, not I was going to say off. No, I think she was on <laughs> when it played. When we both looked at each other and nodded, I thought it was on. Thought it was on. <laughs> Never mind, Christina. We have no clarity yet. <laughs> no, but you would hope that the uh, VAR checked what we call the attacking phase of play, the APP. We call it scrubbing that. If he thinks that APP is good, she's onside, then he would have taken a look at the red card scenario. So 
be, uh, you know, I can only play and hope that the VAR did the job. And if that's the case, the right outcome. Hi, Christina. Lola Bonta here. So now, does Manny Hot miss the next two games of next season? Because that is a straight red. Yes, that's a direct straight red. There's no, there's no gray area in that. It's a direct red because obviously it's a handling offense outside of the penalty area, even when it's the goal. So how does this carry over for Mandy Hot next year in the NWSL? Does she have to miss the first two matches? Yep, you hit it on the head. She would miss the first match. It's typically only a one-game suspension for a red card of this nature. So she will be missing the opening game next year. Wow, Christina, thank you so much for bringing clarity to all of this. I know that you're busy in the celebration, so please go celebrate. Go do what you have to do, but we appreciate you taking the time. Well, do sounds good. I'll bring you back some confetti. <laughs> Love it. All right, ladies, what do we have to say about all of that clarity that was brought there? We see that she's out again, straight red card. Yeah. I was unclear about the offsides there. Clearly, we, we didn't agree there. I was like, <laughs> I think that I, might be. I think be. she's on. By the, I, you have to, it was at the very corner of the play um, when Bennett is making that run. Her first step looked like it was horizontal across the field as that ball was being played. I mean, it, uh, you would hope the VAR checks it in that situation and Elise Bennett is not offside, so the, the play gets to continue and to unfold. Yeah, I just want to point out, I know this rarely happens in the game sometimes, but I think this was a very well-refed game, and I yeah. wish I could have said that to her, but I thought it was so well there weren't any controversial calls, and it went right, right to VAR, and they fixed it right away on that last one, so I'm going to give kudos to them on this. No, yeah, we love that. I love that she clarified about Mandy Hot and what happens next year, because the carryover of the red card and next year we we don't have the preseason challenge cup anymore and this would be a regular season game so there are there some question marks but she there. wasn't the starting goalkeeper for them uh, no. beginning of the season but i mean though. now you might have the player up there <laughs> she's right? a champion she's a champion at this point i think that earns her the starting caliber spot next year aren't instead of the challenge cup though aren't they doing the winner of this versus the winner exactly of, of the challenge cup but i it, the red card suspension will have to be for regular season game. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Put her in. So you won't, she, she would be able to play that yes. at the start of the season. I don't know. We'll have to see. We got a lot of time between now and then to ask Christina. So long, but <laughs> drama already. That was so interesting, though. There were so many different aspects in the language that Christina brings to the clarity of all of this is so incredible. I'm so glad that we have her on with us. Let's go ahead and throw to Christina Cooper, who has an interview for us. Hello there, gang. Welcome back. Um, I'm here with Jenna Tonelli, long time of few also beat writers covering Gotham, going back to their sky blue days. Uh, Jenna, they've had a really, really interesting trajectory, to say the least. This is almost fairy tale. Like, what do you make of this run for this season? It, it's truly fairy tale, like you said. I mean, 2022 was such a hard time for this team, who has seen a lot of tough times over the years. Um, and it just to see them win is just so meaningful. I know for the team, for the fans that have stuck by this team for so long, um, in the crazy fashion that they won with Neely Martin getting in goal at Snapdragon for the second time this season. I mean, it's just, you couldn't have written it any better. Now, we've got two Gotham, we've got 
Coach Amoros with his Coach of the Year. We've got Nice Swanger with Rookie of the Year. And we have Ali Krieger's Exit, which is a, a wild series of events. Who do you think fills Ali's shoes? And who do you think takes off the most with this win going forward coming up next season? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll take your last question first. Who, who's going to have a great trajectory coming from here? For me, it's Jenna Nice Swanger and also Yasmin Ryan. Two players that have absolutely exploded this year. I mean, it's not Yasmin's first time in the league, first year in the league, but she's just shown how crucial of a player she is. And Jenna Nicewanger, Rookie of the Year, I mean, the performance she put in tonight, I think, really shows why she earned that accolade. Um, Allie Krieger's exit is going to be a big loss for this team. I think she not only is amazing um, on the back line, but she's a leader, a motivator, and someone the team really rallied around this season. So there's some good talent back there, a versatile squad. I mean, we saw Maitane Lopez um, showing her versatility. She can play in midfield. She can play in the back. Neely Martin, same thing. Um, and there's some players sitting on the bench, Ali Jean, Mandy Freeman, who can maybe step up and, and fill those shoes next season. But there's also the upcoming draft. So now the big question, because you are one of the few dedicated beat writers that have consistently covered this team, with this win, the expectation, I hope, and I know that you do as well, we get more coverage for women's soccer specifically, especially of this team. Where do you see women's soccer going, especially NWSL, after this, especially for the Tri-State, which is a massive, massive win? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every year that I've covered the team, I have seen more and more. I mean, we're talking about days where I was the only one in the, in the press conference to just seeing so many people now coming out to cover this team, and it's fantastic. And I think the fact that they've now won a championship and they're in such a great market like New York, New Jersey, who love winners, and now we have one, is only going to serve to grow this team. And as the individual team markets grow their coverage, the NWSL as a whole will also grow theirs as well. So I think it's amazing. Um, no matter who won tonight, we were going to have a first-time champion. So I'm obviously pleased it was Gotham, but I think it's great for the league, and I can't wait to see the growth. So now with this being O.L. Reign's third visit to a final and now subsequent loss, do you think that they enter a rebuilding year, especially with Rapino departing? Yeah, I mean, that's so interesting. And I think that um, the the exit of Rapino, especially in the way she did, was was really tough. So we'll have to see. I, I'm not sure what Rain does from here. But, um, you know, I, I, I think they're in a wonderful team. It was a great, thrilling final. And I'm really looking forward to see what they do next season. Thank you so much, Jenna. Lovely to have Jenna Tonelli on our coverage. Um, I know she's been covering the team for such a long time. Such a great asset to women's football. Uh, we're going to have so much Golasso Network coming for you. Stay with us. MVP is Midge Purse. So well-deserved an MVP performance from Mitch Purse that we all saw coming. You know, after that first goal that she completely created, we saw her then hit a header off the post, um, have other opportunities for her team. This is a player who missed out on the World Cup. She had an injury, didn't get to go. She was podcasting. She was keeping herself busy. But what a performance from this player. Lo. Midge deserves this in this game. Like I said, she put the team on her back. She controlled that whole line and the work she's put in this year, especially we've had conversations throughout the year, like what she deserves, how well she was doing. 
the unfortunate in- injury that set her back. But she's been working since the offseason. She literally created a company called The Offseason yeah. to yeah. start for this <laughs> season. And all the work she's done, she deserves this, and I'm so happy for her right now. Two assists in this final, Jenny. She's only the second player in NWSL history to record two assists in an NWSL championship game. Incredible by her. She did a lot of work. She did a lot of work off the ball throughout this game, um, creating space, opening up for her teammates, and then, of course, setting them up for the goals. And and two assists, I mean, let's go, girl. Yeah, she's a great friend of mine, so I said, hey, I want a mid-player pack, like, early in the game. I'm like, am I being biased, or is she having the game of her life? Am I, right? Um, Let's go ahead and hear from Midge Purse, who's standing by with Darian Jenkins. Hi, I'm here with Mitch Purse, MVP of the NWSL final, who had two assists to seal Gotham the win. Mitch, take me through what was going through your mind with the first goal. Um, <laughs> I already said this was going to be a bad interview <laughs> because nothing's really going on up here, but uh, my coaches all year round, they keep talking about 1v1, 1v1. It's one of my the things that I like to do. It's a personality trait on the field, so I was just thinking 1v1. I love it. You seriously showed out. Even in the second half, you were still going 1v1, making the backline's lives miserable. Tell me about the second goal. We typically haven't seen you been taking corners until this year. What, what, what changed? I've been trying to get on those set pieces. Yeah? <laughs> they, yeah, they feel like kind of like, give me assist. <laughs> it is a print of free. Rack up the point. Yeah, so let's, let's pat those stats a little. Uh, I've been working on set pieces with like Juan, so it was really good to actually see one come through because in Portland, I took a really bad corner and he almost took me off. <laughs> so that was great. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Well, tell me, just expand on what this win means for Gotham FC. Going from the bottom of the table last year, sixth place, to now winning an NWSL championship. I think the honest answer is I don't know. I I thought I knew what it was going to be like to win. I thought I knew what it meant, but I think it means a lot more than I can understand right now, and I'm excited for the future. Well, congratulations. I'm so happy for you guys. And for those who don't know, Midge and I have played together since we were like Way back, baby. 13 years Way old. Back, and now she's an NWSL <laughs> champion. I'm so happy for you. Congrats. Love you. <laughs> That is so great to hear from both Darian and Midge there. And we talked about her all game long. Why don't we go ahead and take a look at all of the action. Lo, take us through this. Let's go Midge Purse. What a legend this game. So she just said she's been working on -on one-on-ones. There's one one 1v1. There's another one. (laughs) Here's another one. And then she comes in and Lynn finding that spot. She picks her out. Midge isn't just whipping it in there. She picked her out. But this Meg, like I said, Meg Purse, she beat her there, and then she beats Lou Barnes here oh, as well. That's the best one. The third <laughs> one is the best. And she has time to look up and just gets it right to her, and they finish. They get the first one. And then here, she's not just creating assists. She's creating opportunities as well, and I love it. She wants she wants the stats, and we need to get her the stats. <laughs> and like she said, she's been working on the corners, but here she finds herself, finds her opportunity, and wants to try and get in and almost I don't know if that counts an assist if it goes off the crossbar to a player, but we would have loved for her to get another one. And then, like she said, she's been working on corners. This is an amazing corner. Everybody's looking for that near post, but finds Esther in there. And like we said, we already talked about her, but this is about Midge right now. Look how happy she is. She knows the work she's been putting in. And even here again, up and down the lines on both sides. Lynn was doing it as well. But Midge again, here's your 1v1. And she's like, you know what? Sorry, I 
I need another Meg, and that I'm gonna like send 1v4. it in. That was like one v four. That's in so impressive. Like, oh, really just I want. So she dirty. sees the space, and she also sees the space between players' legs because she yeah. wants those Megs. She, I don't know. She might have been chipping her there, trying to get the back wow. back post, but. That was legendary. I would just run that until next season if I were her. She probably will, to be honest. I mean, well-deserved the MVP, for sure. I mean, uh, taking a look at that player pack, you really get to see the complete package of Purse and what she's able to do. The fact that her header just barely goes off the post, she's creating nothing uh, or something out of nothing in that moment off the throw-in for Gotham. 100%. There was another play after that one there where she takes it down the line again, embarrasses a couple of the OL Reign players, and then they knocked her to Emily Son and knocked her down pretty, pretty tough and said, stop with these. Megs. You have to. I'm sorry. That's so disrespectful when you get <laughs> megged and then if they try it again, you're going to be on your back if you're going against me. It's incredible to see this Gotham side, though. I know that everyone was really making this season about Allie Krieger, this very end to her career because... She is known to be such a great teammate. She's known to be, you know, this player that kind of just puts everyone around her into this great light. How wonderful is it to, to know a player like that and then to see how everyone kind of shows out for their leader there? A hundred percent. You just saw with Midge, too. She was like, I thought I would know how this would feel, but I don't. Mm -hmm. And she she's very witty. And you could see in her interview right now, she was at a loss for words. That's how happy it was. I saw someone in the background with her MVP yeah, ball. I was like, around around like a football. Yeah. Like, I was like, she should be holding that. hundred percent. She should be holding that again while she's playing her highlight reel in the back. But you someone spoke on it earlier. They said. Allie Krieger just makes everybody better around her. Brought her, brought them up, motivated them, and you could see the whole group wanted to win. Krieger had a good match as well. I mean, she plays that central defender role. She has a lot to do organizationally, and there were a couple of moments where Gotham got caught up higher than they should have been. Rose Lavelle slicing and dicing through them, and it's Krieger's composure across that back line and organization to be able to step in and disrupt some of those plays. Of course, 1v1 defending is, is a high skill set of Allie Krieger, and she's able to do that, slow down the runners in front of her and direct them to go which way she wants to do it. I think Krieger really had a good game throughout this one. Well, you made a mention there about Rose Lavelle. Why don't we go ahead and take a look at some of her moments because that was another player that absolutely stood out this match. But for O.L. Reigns aside, you see her here with her cheeky move. Oh, my Sheesh. gosh. I mean, it's <laughs> so good. Her ability to pop into the seams between the lines, receive the ball in the half turn. You see her here. She slots through through the center backs. And this is the goal that O.L. Ring gets to equalize things, but it's her heads up play ability to know that as Balser's checking back for it, she has one chance to get in behind Gotham's back line and then the finish as well. Take a look at her, just how she slices around the defenders and this outside of the foot pass, chip over Oof. to Jordan Heitema, ultimately called offside, but the idea is there for Rose Lavelle. I mean, this one's close. It's really close on the play. How the heck did she hit that with the outside of her foot, Lo? I... I am so impressed by this woman. This is why I love playing in this league because players do things like that and you learn how to be better. You learn certain things that you didn't think was possible. And Rose is one of those players. Even there, you can tell she's so upset because she is so clinical. I bet you nine times out of 10, mm -hmm. she usually scores that one and you could see that one hurt. But 
She is unreal talent. She is one of a kind. I think even Pino shattered her out. She's a unicorn. I think it shows there the thing she was doing, a heel pass to split two defenders and break the line. In what world? I don't even. She has <laughs> eyes behind the back of her head, oh, for sure. The scary part is she was doing that at 18. I played against her in college, and she was pulling out those moves against us, and we're like, okay, what's happening? Yeah, here? I'm it's- like learning how to juggle over <laughs> here, and she's doing that. It's like she knows where she is on the field and where everyone is in a way that no one else does. You talk about those eyes behind her back. That's 100% what it is, but then she has the ability to find her way into tight spaces and get out of them so beautifully. Really, the I mean, unicorn aspect is true. One of the missing highlights from that package was when she had three defenders on her and she just does little Maradona out of trouble and, and she opens up into wide space that was so and then clean. connects and finds Which we've seen from her in, in oh, other yeah, matches. That's nothing. Just, this is that's in her pocket. Work. We, we <laughs> see her do it all the time. Um, we're going to go to a commercial right now because we get too excited about this and keep on going. Uh, we'll have more for you on Attack and Third and Golasso Network when we come back. Welcome back to Attacking Third. You see Allie Krieger receiving her medal from Jessica Berman, their NWSL commissioner, and her whole team cheering for her as she receives that medal. Did you see Jessica Berman, uh, commissioner of the league, her nails? She had a soccer ball painted on her nails. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I think that's really funny. That's where your attention <laughs> went. That shows you. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and talk about Owl Rain a little bit because I know we were giving our flowers to Gotham and Allie Krieger and Midge Purse and everything they did, but Owl Rain had a great game and an impressive season as well. Oh, Rain was impressive throughout this year and, and what they were able to do. The ga- their game plan changed early on in this match, conceding an opening goal to Gotham. They had to pull out a little bit more and attack more than they wanted to instead of sitting back in that mid to low block. But they were able to do so pretty effectively by finding Rose Lavelle, getting her on the ball on the half turn to turn and drive at the center backs and then feed off behind them. It was the quick transition, the one-two touch passes for O.L. Rain that allowed them to be effective and getting behind Gotham. Yes, absolutely correct. Especially in the beginning, you know, where they had to change it, you could see they were having to get back and forth, and they're not used to that. You're usually sitting and then going. But the back and forth, back and forth, I think really got to them, but then they settled in and they created all those opportunities. That's what I think is lovely about this game. It was pretty even. Even though the scoreline obviously got them one, it was pretty even. Both teams were creating very great opportunities. And with Megan Rapinoe going down so early in this match, it changed the game plan for Laura Harvey as well because then you have Bethany Balser subbing into that front line. She wants to receive crosses, get on the end of them, find find the ball with her head, whereas Megan Rapinoe likes to serve those crosses. So your cross-to-header race, ratio just dropped 50%, but now you have more players in the box willing and able to get on the end of it, but you really only have one key player player in Sofia Huerta who wants to service it in there. Well, when we know that O.L. Reign likes to sit back a little bit. They obviously have to change that game plan early, but come around the 70th minute, O.L. Reign looked gas, and it was probably because they had to make that change so early low. Yes, and this is where, you know, the bosses get paid the big bucks when you know what subs to make, and she, Laura Harvey, brought someone on and she was like, all right, we're going to go for it now. And then Juan Carlos as well. And so that's where I think we got the hype at the end of the game. You know, we were bringing new energy. What sub stood out to you the most that made the biggest impact? I've, oh, well, obviously Balser in the very beginning was our first one. But then, you know, Esther was starting to slow down. We could see Fishlock was starting to slow down. Allie Long coming on, that's a veteran. She knows. And she was winning I think more headers than I think I've seen her win all season. (laughs) That was huge. And then obviously Stengel coming on there, like, 
is she about to score another banger right. like she just did before? So I think any change, you know, Quinn coming on as well, she just always has that presence, very good on the ball. So that one, that one's, you know, they're all coming on hard and everybody wanted to win and they brought that energy coming on. Allie Long stepped on the field and just made like crunching tackle after Rose crunching Lavelle. tackle. She knocked her out. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the, the final minutes of the game, when, um, their goalkeeper, Neely Martin, is in. It's Allie Long sitting next to her like, okay, this is how we set up the wall. This is how we do it. I like it. A full team effort from Gotham. I think that's exactly what it is, though. So many different players, you know, playing their roles, really. And, and obviously, O.L. Reign's game plan had to change because of that injury. But for Gotham, everyone, you know, knew where they belonged. They, they're working in the system that Juan Carlos Amaros has made that kind of just lets everyone bloom in their own way. And to see everyone give credit where credit is due, Midge Purse talking about, you know, working with him on, on set pieces and what, what it may be shows why he was NWSL Coach of the Year. Absolutely. And we got Rookie of the Year out there. We haven't even touched about her Allie Krieger, you know, in the best 11, all of these players, it took, it's a team effort. And that's what I love about Gotham. And this is why I'm so happy for them to win this. What a great final this was. Thank you everyone for joining us here on the Golazo Network for this extended coverage of the NWSL final. Thank you so much. And make sure you join us on Monday for another attacking third as we go over all of the action.